Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. Right, well, welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> in my head, I was thinking becoming something, which is not even our podcast. That's not our podcast, no. <laughs> it's a different podcast that we have no affiliation with whatsoever. Except for we like it. That's about it. They don't know that, though. They don't know who we are. We were at Becoming Something Live, though. We were at that event, so we should get something for that. Anyway, this is the Armory podcast. Welcome to the Armory. The Ileana and Matthew host. Different podcasts and apparently Ileana was thinking she was on. She's a very, very coveted podcast host and speaker. So no, she forgot what, she forgot which one was on her schedule for this week. Anyway, this week <laughs> we're talking about online community. Community in quotation marks because it's an oxymoron. The idea of online community. I don't think it exists. What are your thoughts? <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the That's podcast. That's the end of the podcast. No, we doesn't gonna, think it exists, so it doesn't. No, end we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but we did have a challenge from last week that we want to bring up before we get into all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, two weeks ago, babe. Two weeks ago. That's right. Um, so our challenge was, I mean, we talked about passivity. And so it was to reach out to someone that you have been passive to at some point and seek forgiveness or talk about that. Um. I don't know if you guys did that. Maybe that was really hard to do. So. Did you do it? I did not. I'm a sinner. I didn't do it either, but I did do something today. I had to ask forgiveness for. You did? Yeah, it was for you. It was with you. Do did you, you know? already ask for forgiveness? I did. Oh, it was I don't a, It was a big ordeal in the car. Do you not remember? So here, here we are. We're driving down the street. I don't literally don't and remember. And Ileana, apparently, oh. says, <laughs> says something to me. For like two minutes. It was like a full... Explaining something It was to me. something where... It was like about our week, guys. And I was explaining. It was about something on the calendar for a couple weeks out that we could possibly be doing on a Monday. And I... I literally was explaining to him how it's going to be Labor Day soon. Like I had a whole conversation about yep. how it's going to be Labor Day. And I must have said something like, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> three seconds later... Not even. I like, look up and I mention Labor Day and ask, oh, like... Someone's inviting us to do this thing. And I wonder what's what day is Labor Day? And I wonder if we're doing anything. And you looked at me like (laughs) dumbfounded. I just started laughing. Like, how in the world did you not just hear what I said? Like, you just made that comment. And I'm literally. And then I reset everything I said, which took at least two minutes. I did not believe that you said that to me. I'm still on the fence. I was. I'm just amazed that you had a whole conversation with me and I literally just ignored you. I was not listening. But this proves our point. I was that doing sometimes, very bad at listening. Well, one, sometimes you have to seek forgiveness. And two, no. communication and community is really hard in person, let alone online. So maybe just, just it wasn't a passivity issue as much as it was me just not being a good listener. But I, You did ask for forgiveness. I did, I, but I'm still so shocked at how I'm I still literally... I'm so shocked that you didn't listen. I literally you just ignored hear. you. <laughs> anyway... That's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about this idea of online, quote unquote, community. Right. Uh, the phenomenon of online community. And I think one of the first things that we need to talk about, talking about community, is that we just live in a world 
where technology has have has had a very profound impact on community. We were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. Like technology can be, if you define technology as it should be defined, it could be anything. It, the definition is always changing of what technology is right. because technology a thousand years ago was a shovel, right? right? Like that is a technological advancement. You know, today, I was about to say something, like we put someone on the moon, but that was like in the 60s. <laughs> I was not alive for that. I mean, today, today I think crazy. a good example is like medical equipment. If you yeah. think about like technology for medicine, like back then, why are yeah. you laughing I'm just, at me? I'm, just la- I'm not laughing at you. I'm smiling because I've the first thing I thought of about technological advancement <laughs> was how we put someone on the moon. We haven't that done happened, anything since then. I wasn't even alive for that. It happened so long ago. Don't make people feel old who are alive no for that. No one old listens to this. We have a bunch of young people, young at heart. We have... A few people who are how dare you call alive. our listeners old <laughs> we're alive when s- the moon landing happened i was trying to save you but okay. you just called them old well that's the point though guys we're not talking about like social media and all of these other things that are considered technology because matt and i care a lot about those things and they deserve their own podcast that's really sure. why and so today we're specifically talking about like online community specifically in mm-hmm. the church yeah i think Technology, and we this is definitely another podcast, like you said, but it's definitely a amazing tool, um, but it's a very bad toy. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not fun to do things with technology, whether it's like a video game or, or whatever, you know, but it is a bad thing to get into the habit of making it a toy as opposed to a tool. But I think um, because of technology, we've seen this expansion in what people would call community. Yeah. Um, and I think... There's lots of evidence of that. Like we can, I can have a Zoom call or a Google Meet call or a FaceTime, whatever, with someone in China at a moment's notice. And that's something that we just couldn't do so long ago. We can meet with groups of people. So in that sense, okay, we're like, okay, we're bridging gaps in different cultures, different time zones, different regions of the world that we can never do. And so I think all of that coming together has been put under this umbrella of Look at all the communities we can create. You think about like Facebook. Right. You know, Facebook has all these things. They have different communities. They have Facebook groups and all these groups of people. And there are these little mini micro communities. But but is that something that's really considered a community? Right. Or is that just a group of people online who have found a common interest and they're sharing quick little things in text? Like what is that actual community? So we definitely see how community has expanded in, in a sense or, or what we can do with technology. Um, but I think more often than not, we find that community has produced much more, or sorry, technology has produced much more isolation right. um, than it has real, authentic, or what we would maybe call biblical community. Um, there's so, I mean, we, we don't have we don't have all these right now to talk about, but there are just so many studies that talk about how people who have a higher um, technological uses, like social media uses, or are constantly on a screen, things like that, have much higher rates of depression, oh, much sure. higher rates of, rates of suicide, yeah, much higher race, rates of feeling alone when ironically we live in a world where we can be quote unquote less alone, right? right. Like I can, maybe I don't have time to go get coffee with someone, but I could talk to 15 people in that time if I wanna call someone, if I wanna Skype someone, whatever. But yet, all those expectations of what real community provides keeps falling short. Yeah. So I think that's the main, one of the main, main issues that comes across there. Yeah. And I, are you going to say something? No, you keep going. Well, and then I think, you know, we, we talked about this earlier too, because we were kind of thinking about what we wanted to say in this episode, because there's so many ways we can go yeah. with this. But <laughs> we talked about how 
community has kind of changed the the worldly definition in some sense has shifted a little thinking about like pre-covid versus post-covid right, like the world sure. has changed instantly and thinking about in the past two two and a half i don't even know how many how many years are we into this four know, or five years, years whatever um the duration of if our you think about like pre-covid things happening you know just a couple years ago technology was definitely more of a, an aid more of a tool that could be used to assist in things right yeah so we have a business meeting and we need to talk to people in japan well it's a lot it's very very inconvenient to fly to japan which you would have had to do you know before something like skype or whatever but now we can just talk on a call right right? so there's things like that that have technology's always been an aid it's always been something to help and that's kind of the point of it but then there's this post-covid thing where you know we all got locked down we're all shut down we realize okay the only way we can meet in any capacity yeah. is using technology, is doing these things like Zoom and all that stuff, whether that's school, whether that's um, church, um, anything, work. Yeah. And I think the big problem with that is that now, as things are starting to, what we'll maybe say, go back to normal, people are kind of going back to their jobs, the, the huge shift that happened that had to happen immediately to keep the world running didn't change we're kind of stuck in this bubble where technology is not, is not just an aid, but it's now a necessity. And it's kind of gotten rid of the need for this face-to-face interaction. Yeah. And I think because of that, we're running into tons of problems, not just you know socially <laughs> and emotionally. That's a whole other issue. But I think that this ideology of technology can replace things like having to be face-to-face, I think that's creeping into the church. Oh, and I would say sure. that's kind of the main thing we want to talk about as well as how that's not actually a good thing. Yeah. And I think too, like, there's a reason why we were talking about, like, there's a reason why it stayed so prevalent since COVID has happened. Like, it's no longer like a, okay, things are going back to normal. Like, you actually kind of touched on this on our last podcast. Like, people in like the workforce now people that are our age looking for jobs they're basically only looking for jobs that they can be done remotely Mm -hmm. and we can say that comes down to passivity or maybe work ethic but really i think what it comes down to is online community as we're saying has stayed so prevalent post-covid that even in areas that are reverting back to normal society the people in them are not like jobs some jobs are just still offering online jobs. I was talking to somebody today who accepted a job in person and it was like out of all the jobs that they could, they were like, out of all the jobs, this is one gave me a job and it was in person. (laughs) And um, so it's like, I don't know. We just, I think part of that is specifically our generation, people a little bit older than us and everybody younger than us has grown up with technology. So it's not this new revolutionary thing that we have to get used to sure it's just another covid created another layer of oh my goodness look at how great technology can be for all of these things and why revert back to anything before that because that's what we're used to doing like i my experience with technology is okay social media was invented (laughs) social media was created Mm -hmm. like the iphone came out like Why go back to anything but that when we've experienced it? And so I think the same thing has happened with online community in the church and work specifically. Like, why should we go back to this when we can see the benefits of it? Yeah. And if you look at all these things, right? If you go back to just using our Facebook example or the iPhone, 
all of these things were created as tools, tools yeah. to help maybe bridge a gap where there was a bridge too far. Um, but now they are far from tools. They're necessities in our minds. They're they're complete toys. They're must-haves. And right. they no longer serve a function of bridging a gap where there was a gap. The whole sphere of yeah, what we do exactly. is surrounded by these things. There's and no gap there's that no we're gap trying to bridge anymore. anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like we have 99% of something, but there's yeah. a 1% we can't really connect with. So there comes Facebook to fill yeah. some void, but that's not the case anymore. That 1%, we don't even want that anymore. It's all something yeah. else. So it's, it's just really interesting. I think it definitely is creeping into the church in like a really weird way. We um, had a staff week at church or at school this week as we prepare for students coming and the head of school was like talking to all of us. And he said this thing that I wrote down because I knew we were about to do this podcast. And he said, we have a culture that's simultaneously lacking, but desiring human interaction. And so I think like we need to start understanding that we need yeah. to start recognizing that like our culture specifically like well i don't know i think you could say world culture at this point post covid people who have access to technology anyway yeah we're lacking human interaction but when you talk to people like they are desiring that um at least in some capacity and so it's like do people understand that there maybe is still a desire for yeah. human interaction or have we just gotten so far away from that that we don't understand that well you can tell because people are looking you can tell people are looking for community. They're looking for a place to belong because their first reaction is, who can I meet up with? Like, who can I connect with in these different spheres of online community that have like-mindedness, that, mm-hmm. that feed into what I want? And you can tell that the people are searching for something. I yeah. think they just don't realize that where they're searching for it is not going to actually provide real community and something that's actually satisfying in their life. Similarly to the gospel. Exactly. Which satisfies. <laughs> Yeah, so how how does online what does online community look like now in, in the church? What what's this whole issue? Yeah. Let's bridge that gap. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> I think it would be a disservice to like say that there's only detriments to of online course. community. Hundred percent. So let's talk about a little bit of like benefits. So I mean, even during COVID and now, online having an online service or an online um, like community for church, it provides people the ability to see the service who otherwise couldn't be there so i mean even think about in our church body here yeah how many people do we have that are really hurting or in hospitals (laughs) not doing well in our church right now that we've been praying for continuously who are still being able to see our worship live streamed yeah see people gathering at our prayer night who are praying specifically for them like um i think that's a benefit to us with this online community, we, right? We can post on Facebook and tag these people who are in the hospital and say like, hey, our church is out here praying for you. Yeah. Um, hey, here's the sermon from Sunday. Um, and in addition to that, maybe outside the local, your local church um, or your home church, you can hear from pa- other pastors, right? And other people um, in different settings. And so I know for me, like, the, that is really encouraging to me when my dad's preaching back home and I can listen to his sermon yeah. or something like that, right? So it's like not only is it helpful for people in their local church to hear it when they're unable to, mm-hmm. but also supplementing maybe throughout the week, hey, I want to pull up this church's message from this week to do as a devotional today um, or something like that. So I think those are just some of the some of the benefits we can see and we don't obviously want to dismiss yeah. those and just talk about negative effects. I mean, technology just makes things easier too. Mm-hmm. Like there's just certain functionalities in church that have been made easier. Like right. <laughs> just thinking about working now at a church, 
if everything was on paper, like, right. things would be a disaster. You <laughs> well, know? especially with some of the churches, how big they are, right? Too. Like. Yeah, I mean, just be able, be able to communicate to members in the church, having like things like an app where it's just convenient to be able to log on to something and right. see events and go on a website, things like that. Like all those things are good. Yeah. Those are great. Those yeah. help advance the gospel, right? And we're not talking about how technology. That's a whole other thing. The use of technology and advancing the gospel, that's not what we're talking about specifically. Yeah. But I, I want to kind of piggyback off of what you said at the end there about how you can see other churches online and supplement your week. Like I think that's a great thing. But now let's flip it. Right. Because I think people have this idea that how great is it that I can just watch um, a Sunday service in Dallas, Texas or Los Angeles right. or somewhere in Maine and just be fed spiritually, and I can hear all these different preachers, I'm like, okay, all that's great, but you're missing something, right? You are no longer accountable to anyone now right. in your church body. Can you explain what that means a yeah, little bit, so like I'm, accountability? Yeah, so like, if you go to church on Sunday, if you're a member of a local body where you're going to church, whether that's on Sunday or on other days, and you're, you're part of a community at that church, the pastors there, the elders there, not only... Are they responsible for you in the sense that right. they have a spiritual obligation to shepherd you, to guide you, that they're going to stand one day before God and give an account for how they led you? Yeah. You also have a place where you can be held accountable by them, where they can say, hey, Matt, we noticed you've been doing acting this way lately. Like, Let's begin to that. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. That does not exist when you're watching a pastor in Chicago if you're sitting in Maryland like we are. Mm -hmm. Because there's no connection there. They don't even know you exist necessarily. Mm -hmm. So while you're maybe getting some really good sermons and, you're, and you know, maybe you're learning a lot about whatever, you're missing on the fundamental aspect of community just mm -hmm. by sitting there at church. From, from just from a pastor to, to congregation perspective. Um, also, th forget the preaching side of it. If you're sitting at home, and again, we're talking about people. We're not. We're not talking about th those people, like you said, who who physically can't get to right. church, or or just wish they could be there on Sunday, but they have um, a child in the hospital. I'm just thinking about in my head so many people in our church yeah. who are going through that right now, and I know them, and I know how desperately they want to be at right. church on Sunday, but they can't. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who may have gotten caught in this trap that sitting through an online service. Is, is enough to be part of a, a feeding spiritual community that's thriving and helping them grow. So we have this idea of not just accountability, but there's no face-to-face yeah. -face community. Like you're not going to church and actually talking with one another, seeing one another, you know, yeah. shaking hands, <laughs> hugging one another, whatever. You're not involved in whatever community aspect is going on there. And I'm not saying people who are online or whatever, they're, they're not doing anything outside of that Sunday. Maybe they go to church um, on a different day and they're, and they're in a community group and all that stuff's great. But there is a, there is a, a gap that's missing without the face-to-face -face connection. Yeah, There's sure. a huge difference emotion, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, in, in every aspect of life. When, when you're sitting across from someone right. at a table or talking with someone, you can hear their voice, you can see their face yeah. versus sitting across from them on a screen. Yeah. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing mentally, but it's certainly not psychologically. This isn't like a Christian idea. Oh, no, you know, for like sure. This I mean, is think of well how many, yeah. documented in the medical community. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could talk about that all day. Like, think about how all the studies of eye contact yeah. and all these things that are so important. I think something 
that you mentioned that might be hard for people, so I just want to talk about it, is um, you said, like, your pastors and your elders are, like, caring and shepherding for the body. And, like, mm-hmm. if you come from a healthy church, you might really believe that. And it might be, like, that might be comforting to you yeah. to say, like, oh, my pastor is accountable to how he's shepherding me. But for some people, that might be really, really hard, specifically for people who have maybe, like, experienced some sort of abuse or hurt in the church. And maybe that doesn't encourage them to go back to church, right? That may, may, may be making the distance of church easier to be online. And so I would just say to those people, like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't imagine how hard that is to try and go back to church, maybe after experiencing something like that. But also, like, if you need to be in a church where you trust the authority that's there um, to lead you, to lead you to call you out to be convicted when they're preaching and maybe that maybe that means you're not at a good church where they're not trustworthy i think more often than not it's just our inability to trust people that god has put in to lead us right yeah we don't want to be led by other people we're stubborn Mm -hmm. we go to a church and we're like the pastor said this one thing and i didn't feel good about it so now i'm gonna leave right yeah like (laughs) there's a difference between like the people who are leading this church are not following the Lord and yeah. are not leading the church well. And I think the majority of us who maybe feel that way, it's not that that's not the case. It's more of a, yeah. I need to trust that the Lord has put these people here to lead this church. And I need to be praying for them that mm-hmm. they can have the discernment and the wisdom yeah. that they need to lead this church. And then you just need to sit under their authority. Sure. Like that's what, I mean, this is a scary word for people, submission. That's what submitting to your church authority means. <laughs> you need a soundboard, right? means, like some spooky sound yeah. would come out. It means we'll like to sit under, right? And to like, so like as a church member, are you sitting under your pastors and your elders and their wives to hold you accountable? So I would just, I just, you talked about that and I thought maybe people are struggling with that. Yeah, and if you, if that's something you are struggling with, like the idea of, you're on, on. You're doing online church right now because the church you were at is just not a good situation for you. The solution um, is not online church. Right. Right. This, That's that yeah. might, might be the means of like something you need to do right now because you're in the process of finding a new church, but you still want to be here. Listen to preaching of God's word on Sunday. Great. But if that's where you, if that's where you've landed, like the physical church has hurt me in this area, I'm going to stay online. Um, mm. I just have to boldly say that is not the right answer. And, and I just feel so bad you're like missing out on so much love that you could be experiencing. Yeah, so from the, a good the solution is finding a good church. And that might seem like a daunting process. Um, if that's you and you're looking for a good church wherever you're at, like reach out to us. We know a lot of good churches in a lot of places or people who at least know the answer to that. And we would yeah. love to have you plugged into church. The last thing we want is for people to feel like they're online because there's nowhere else to go because that's just not true. Right. Um, and also, you know, grace and truth. We don't want to, this right. might sting a little. <laughs> Some people may have, may be justifying online church because of, of a, a past bad experience in church and they're not willing to take the next right. step and look for it right. in church. And that's not okay either. Um, but I get it. Like there's churches I know of that if I was there, yeah, I'd be online on Sunday too for a, yeah. at a different church. And I yeah. totally understand. And it's not an easy thing to walk through um, by any means. But there is just something completely, there's just something missing about the unity that comes from the body of Christ right. when some of the members are far off yeah, and they're not actually engaging in the body. Because think about it, it's not just for you. 
there's other members in the body of your church mm. who are missing out on what you bring to the body of Christ oh, when good. you stay home. I wasn't even thinking about that, yeah. So it, it's not just a, oh, maybe I feel fed and maybe I feel this and that, and we can talk about that too. But there are people in your church who are who are missing out on your story, your testimony, or you your being service. at yeah, church, yeah. you serving in the local body. That's another thing. You know, if, yeah. we, if, we, if we do believe, like scripture tells us, that we're called to serve in a local body, you're not doing that when you're online at church, more than likely. There's a lot of things there. Yeah. So again, I hope, and we definitely have some more, more things to talk about. We want to talk about what, what true community looks like and what it looks like in scripture. Um, but I hope no one's hearing this as a, a targeted attack. Um, no. Like we're talking about a specific person or specific individuals and because um, that's not our heart at all. We just really have seen how beautiful it is when the children of God gathered together with one another. Yeah. We were just, um, uh, we were going to have a, our s- typical service on Sunday. We, we've been meeting outside mostly because the weather's beautiful and also <laughs> because we're redoing the inside of our church building right now. Um, but the weather was supposed to be bad. So we ended up meeting Saturday night, which yeah. was kind of crazy. <laughs> it was last minute. We still had a lot of people come. It was awesome. But because of that, our pastor thought, Hey, let's just have a Sunday afternoon prayer meeting right. in the middle of the building we're just gonna it's gonna be inside the rain won't affect that and we're just gonna pray and we had a, a number of people come out and we were praying people were crying out to god we were praying for the people who are hurting in our church and none of that exists when you're not physically there yeah. with people experiencing suffering yeah the church was suffering in that moment we were crying out to god because we were hurting on behalf of other people yeah. in the church and you know it's, that sounds terrible like why would you want to do that you know but it was a beautiful thing because true biblical community rejoices when those rejoice and we suffer when there's suffering because we're one body. Right. And that stuff just does not exist when you turn on your uh, TV, you listen to your sermon, and yeah. then you turn it off. Yeah. Um, so that's just my, before we finish, that's just kind of my challenge to think about because this is not something easy to reckon with, especially if you've yeah. been in an online type church community for for the past year or so because of covid and and you're maybe still in this loop there's a lot there it's not just like oh great i I can go back outside and you know just do what they're saying like it's it's hard and we get that yeah i mean our whole psyche has been rewired right like it doesn't take that long this is a sciencey thing but we know it doesn't (laughs) take that long to like rewire our brains right and so if you've been online for two years it's probably going to be really really hard to create a new habit and to go to church so yeah you have to start doing that so that you can create that as a new habit for you and your family sure so let's go to the bible (laughs) yeah so before we we talked a lot, obviously, and a lot of that was coming from our experience and just, you know, obviously being informed by Scripture, but what does Scripture say yeah. um, about this issue of true community? I think one of the go-to verses, a passage of Scripture, this is found in Acts, where we see the church actually starting. Um, and I just want to read you guys something from Acts 2, specifically verses 42 to 47. It says, and they're talking about, you know, the church here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Mm. And I love that verse because 
it's easy to look at that and say, well, yeah, sure. All that stuff's happening in person because there's no such thing as modern advancements in technology in right. the Bible, like in this time period. Right. But if you look at what's happening here in this passage, and I encourage you guys to go back and read Acts 2, 42 to 47, none of these things can be done virtually. Right. They all have to be done with one another in real biblical community. And I think that's just um, an amazing passage of scripture. There are many others that speak to this issue. Yeah. I think like, just think of the, look at the things that are, this is like Bible student 101. It, you look at scripture and if there's a short passage and things are repeated multiple times, that's like extra important, right? So like, if you look at the, how many times it talks about breaking bread um, in this passage and how many times it says like, day by day, they're doing things together. Day by day would assume like regularity, right? Repetition. So it's like, these are things that are regularly, consistently happening. And I think it's just interesting how it says like day by day, people were attending the temple together. And then at the end it says day by day, the Lord was saving people. Yeah. And so it's just like, there's a faithfulness of people doing these things repeat, repeatedly, um, regularly in the community, at their church, at their temple in this passage. Um, and the Lord was blessing that and being faithful to add people to the church to allow people to get saved. And, um, I just think it's interesting to note that in this passage. And I think it's important, like, I don't know. It's so beautiful, like mm -hmm. you said, when you see yeah. this done well. like For sure. I think I'm thinking of, like, students maybe right now who are going off to college for the first time. I know we have a few families in our church with students that are doing oh, that. Yeah. And, like, it can be really, really hard to find a church when you get to college. Maybe yeah. you're wrestling with, like, is my faith even my own? Like I just left my parents for the first time. But I think that was one of the most formative things that happened to me was going to Chicago and saying, I have to find a church now. Like my parents aren't here. I can't just go yeah. to church with them. Exactly. And when you find a church that is practicing these things, it's so, so beautiful. Like, yeah. And so I would just encourage people, like if you're finding, if you're trying to find a church right now, maybe you just moved, maybe you're going off to college, Maybe you're in college and you haven't really been attending a church because we know a lot of people do that too. They don't go to church when they're in college. Yeah. Um, like, just pull up scripture. Like, look at Acts. What is Acts saying the church is doing? And compare your church to what they're doing. Are they doing those things? Yeah. Okay, like, then go there. That's how you know it's a good church. Are they following what the Lord has said a church is doing? Yeah, I think we get hung up on finding the quote-unquote perfect church. Yeah. And our, our criteria for what we want in a church with the, the the service has to look like this and there has to be this demographic of people and this and that and that. I'm like, okay, so at some level, you know, preferences are fine. But if you are just striving and striving and striving to find the perfect church and you ever do find it, like, please don't go there because you will be the one who ruins it. Like, there is no such thing as perfect church. Yeah, it's not um, real. And you know, like, like Ileana said earlier, like there will be a Sunday when the pastor says something and it rubs you the wrong way, or maybe you don't agree. That's okay. In yeah. fact, I would say that's a good thing to be in a place where you could be challenged. You could be thinking about things and then you can in maybe biblical community, yeah. go to your pastor and be like, Hey, let's talk about this issue. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe there could be some kind of reconciliation. All this stuff can happen. Um, but if we're searching for something that doesn't exist, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And then, you know, you give up because you realize you couldn't find the perfect church. So you'll flip to the online to get yeah. your daily dose of whatever before the week starts. It's just not, it's just not practical. Um, I do want to read you guys something 
Um, we want to provide you guys with resources. It's one of the things we like to do in this podcast. And there's an article from churchleaders.com written by Rick Warren, who's a pretty well-known author and pastor. Many people know him. Um, he's a pastor of Saddleback Church. And uh, he just has an article about what does biblical community look like. And he has 10 building blocks. And I'm not going to read the whole article. It's really long. But I do want to mention some of these things. Um, one of the first things he talks about is, is frequency. Um, and he mentions Hebrews 10.25, which we'll talk a little bit about at the end, um, but how the idea of meeting with people not on just not habits, not occasionally, but but doing it frequently over and over again. Um, he talks about authenticity and how that's important in, in a biblical community, and that's something that just cannot exist virtually. I don't believe authenticity can actually be forged virtually. It's just not the same thing. He talks about this idea of mutuality. That is a hard word. Mutuality. Mutual. Being mutual. Mutuality. And he says mutual accountability, mutual encouragement, mutual honoring. And all these things, like we talked about a little bit briefly, they need to be done in the context of face-to-face real community. Um, he talks about courtesy. He talks about sympathy. Again, things you just need to be with people yeah. to experience and be a part of. Uh, humility, honesty, mercy, confidentiality, and finally he talks about unity. Um, mm-hmm. And he, that's when he talks about acts. They were of one accord. They were unified. They were all together. They were of one heart and one spirit. Um, when we have the unity of the book of Acts in our church, we will have the power of the book of Acts in our church. And that's how he ends mm-hmm. his article. But all of those things, those that's 10 good. things he listed, those all have to be done with people face to face. They can't yeah. be done divorced from, from the church in a sense of uh, the, uh, a far awayness. And so I think all that is just really, uh, really important. And I know we kind of threw a lot at you guys. Uh, <laughs> there was just a lot of information and verses, but I hope that you guys would just prayerfully consider um, what we're saying because we want to equip you as saints to live a life of authentic Christianity, right. running to Jesus. And the only way to really run the race is to yeah. run with other people yeah. who are faster than you, who can pull you up when you're falling down and can take take loads off you and say, hey, come, let's run together. Let's run together. Let's gather and more people. And maybe you need to do that for somebody else too. And who knows? Maybe you need to do that for someone else. I think um, there's a few different ways you could take our challenge at the end. So I kind of want to give them in a, like an order of maybe uh-huh. you're doing some of these things, maybe you're not. Okay. So I think first step, if you're not attending church in person, find a church and go in person. Like I think... Maybe a lot of people who are listening are already doing this. Maybe they stopped listening to the podcast because they didn't think it was for them. <laughs> but um, I think like if you're already doing that, I still think you can apply what we're saying. And so sure. um, this is actually something I just thought of when you were saying like a lot of these things can't be done when you just turn on the screen and turn it off. I also don't think it can be done if you show up to church a little bit late and you leave right at the end of worship or if you leave a little bit early. <laughs> yeah. So... Maybe the first step is to attend church. Maybe the next step is go a little bit early, grab a coffee or whatever. Maybe your church has a donut or something to grab. And like, a single donut, get there early to get it. There's only one. Well, our church here doesn't give donuts, and sometimes <laughs> I wish that we did. Anyways. Yeah, we, I'll bring you a donut next week. Okay. Anyways, go to go a little bit early. Stay a couple minutes late. Um, I don't know. That's maybe another challenge for you. Another one, sit face-to-face with someone from your church. Maybe they're from a small group or a discipleship group, a Bible study, something. Maybe that you just know them from church. Sit down with them sometime, excuse me, 
sit down with them sometime over the next two weeks mm-hmm. and have a conversation with them. Do fellowship with them. Not just like, oh, I'm going to text them today and see how they're doing. That's great to do that every once in a while, right? But how amazing is it when you can spend like a little bit more time with someone face-to-face? Yeah. And then maybe those are all things you're doing. Maybe you regularly are meeting with people in your church in person then I would encourage you guys to meet someone new in your church on Sunday. Um, That's something we have started trying to do and like doing. And um, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think this goes outside of, well, I'm just really introverted. Like, I don't, that's just like out of my comfort zone. Like, I I don't really think church is a place where we're called to like be in our comfort zone all the time. So maybe you need a, is that, is that a hot take? Maybe. Maybe that's a hot take. I like it. Anyways. And all these things, like Ileana was saying, um, the solution to virtual church is not just going to church. Right. That is the first step. Going to church is not biblical community. Yeah. Just going and having an in-person service and then leaving, that is not biblical community. That's the first step to where that it could mm-hmm. be possible. It requires, it requires work. It requires being with one another, fellowshipping with one another. It requires, like you said, breaking bread with one another, suffering and experiencing joy with one another. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. It's by, I hope no one th- thinks that we think it's easy. This is a hard thing to do. I mean, yeah. But it's oh so much better than the alternative, which is lacking unity in the body of Christ um, for your sake and for others. Because people are missing out on all the gifts and all that you have to offer the body. Because God, we were made fearfully and wonderfully, and that is something that we need to bring into this community, this biblical community we call church. I think, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, we don't need to keep talking about this. I just think, like, it's so clear in Scripture that the Lord didn't create us to do life alone. Like, if you just walk through in Genesis, like, from the beginning, the Lord was in community with the Trinity, right? And then he created man so that there could be community, and then... He created woman so that man didn't have to be alone. We use that to talk about marriage, but for all the single people, like that's just as important. Like we weren't created to do life alone. We were created to be in community, men and women who are doing things together. Like that's what the Lord wanted. So I don't know. We'll have to tell you a whole podcast on independence, talking about being, talking about like being independent and like this idea that we think that's a virtue. Like I'm oh, independent. Like I'm, what we were just talking about with that show we're watching. Yeah. So we'll talk about that another time for sure. But yeah. something to chew on, hot take. Uh saying I'm independent is not a virtue. Anyway, moving on. That you just offended a lot of people when you said that. That's okay. Sometimes sometimes you gotta stir the stir, stir the, the pot. pot. I feel like we did that a few times. <laughs> you have to in listen you have to listen to that episode to hear our whole heart on that. But our our hope and prayers, if you've listened this far, is that you don't st- you don't think we're out here to just offend people like that is if you know who we are that is not our intention at Mm -hmm. all we want to love people and we want to point people to jesus and sometimes the truth about those things it's hard is it's hard sometimes it hurts and our but our goal by no means is to knock anyone down and leave them there um we want to help us help others run so um i want to end with something from hebrews 10 24 and 25 i think it's a, a good place to leave it says And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. 
So we hope this podcast was encouraging you guys. I know it was a lot. And I know there was a lot of <laughs> hot takes and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, we hope it's encouraging. And we mm-hmm. hope that um, if you're not in a biblical community yeah. that honors the Lord and seeks to be more and more like Jesus Christ, um, that you can start that process today. Yeah. Because we want nothing more for all of you guys than to be in a place where you feel loved, you feel connected, and you feel part of the body of Christ as it should be. Yeah. So... That's all we got for you guys this week. See ya. Bye.